are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bar. Welcome back, listeners, to Tones of the Chaos Bard. I am your DM, Dave, and to my left we have... Boudreaux? Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And there's silence on Henley's end because who knows if she's alive or dead. <laughs> okay, so we have... <laughs> He's had the most fun with keeping you in the dark. It ha- it has been. So we have Boudreaux, Lila Garatha, and Roscoe heading down the tunnel of the creature that had taken Henley. And Fenrir is chilling on top. You want to fill us in on kind of what you're thinking up there, Fenrir? So at the moment, Fenrir is thinking... This is all wrong. Though by rights, I shouldn't even be here. I should have taken Mendrick up on his offer and stayed in the hollow. But I am here. What great stories am I going to tell? All great stories are filled with darkness and danger, and sometimes you don't want to know how it ended, because some stories don't end happy. I can't go back. You know, where would I go? Would I be the laughingstock of bards? In the end, darkness and shadow must pass, and a new day will come. Those stories mean something, and they stay with you. But folks in those stories have chances to turn back. Should I turn back? Now, this is Zeb speaking. As a D&D player, and as what I want to do, and what I want Fenrir to do, is go down the hole. But as we all know, dice rolling is a key piece in D&D, so I'm going to roll the dice. Odds, Fenrir goes down the hole. Evens, Fenrir goes to Avalon. You going to fill me in on this? Nope. Jeez. (laughs) DM Dave speaking here. (laughs) Stress levels just went. (laughs) My stress level just went up because as far as I knew, we had one idea planned and he just turned it on its head so let's see what happens uh, welcome to D. <laughs> welcome to D, everybody uh. <laughs> you never know what's going on because your players will screw you over every time oh. you're welcome <laughs> i'd like to think of it as Put just providing job, you with honestly. a challenge it does we it's fun to challenge you david challenging challenge accepted i guess no i'll i'll fill you in through text okay <laughs> sounds good Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So the other three, you are traveling down this dark tunnel. It is dark. If you have dark vision, which is Lila and Boudreaux, you can see within 60 feet of you, and it's like dim light in normal circumstances. However, Roscoe, you can't see a gosh darn thing. You're kind of stumbling around and trying to find your way through. The soil around you is soft and damp. Water slowly trickles down the hole you entered. Every once in a while you hear hear and feel a slight rumble, but it is hard to tell if that's coming from above with the thunder above 
or down below you. Some parts of the tunnel has collapsed slightly. However, it's not, not collapsed enough to block your way through. The tunnel twists and turns, going from steep drops to sharp inclines. Dirt and mud cling to your shoes and hands and clothes as you are making your way down the dreary tunnel. Soon, the tunnel that you are going down turns into another tunnel that seems more packed and less loose dirt. It's hard to tell how long you guys have been traveling down. It's dark. It's kind of cold because you guys have just been in a thunderstorm as it rages above. You guys are still sopping wet. As you follow it down, you find that there is a large opening that opens into a large dirt cavern. As you peer inside, the cavern is roughly 50 feet round and 30 feet high. Several small to medium-sized insectoids with prey mantis-like arms and beetle-like heads with thin bodies crawl around the cavern. Some are climbing the walls, some are digging, some are grappling with each other. And to the far left of the cavern, there's a group of these insectoids gathering around a bunch of fiber-like sacks that range from a, in a variety of gray colors on the ground. The insectoids seem to be gathered around a sack that, that is grayish green and they are chewing on it. Yellowish green thick slime seems to come from, come from it as they eat. There's other sacks nearby. There are some that are old and dry and broken open. There are others that are a darker gray, and there are others that seem to be black. There are several large holes, so where you guys are kind of st standing at is the room's about 30 feet high. You guys are probably near the top of the hole, so you're about 30 feet up in the air. As you glance around, you see about four other holes about that same height. The ones that are climbing up a lot of the smaller insectoids, they get up a few feet and fall down, like they can't climb very high. There are some of the medium ones that are able to, up to crawl higher, and you do see one climb up and enter one of those holes. So, what do you do? Turn around and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Maybe, maybe Fenrir had the right idea. Oh, oh. Can, you see, can he see this? No. No, he can't see anything. Roscoe cannot see. But I can hear stuff, right? You can hear the the know, clatters. The, the yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna look over to uh, Lila here or Garatha, probably at this point. No, it's still Lila. Still Lila. Be like, um, I what's going on? I can't see anything. I'm not gonna respond because I don't even know how. To take this, I've never seen anything like this, and neither has Garatha. So I'm kind of in shock at the moment. Well, there there be beetles everywhere. Big beetles or little beetles? Not in the above. Hmm. Oh, great. They eat lots of things too. We got it. I don't know what to do. What I don't know what to do. Can you see any sign of Henley at all? Well, let me look. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. 
That's 11. I'm going to give you a little leeway because you are more familiar with nature and everything. How sweet. So you notice the bugs that are over there eating the kind of the fiber-like sacks over there. To you, it seems like, like there's old ones that are really light gray and stuff. Then there's the ones that they're chewing on, which is more like a gray, almost greenish or look to it. It's really hard to kind of distinguish the grays a little bit, but you can definitely tell that there's a section of them that are like really dark compared to the other ones. What I think, I mean, they're the bug and they're, they're eating out of these, on these sacks and they're all different color. So we don't, we don't see Henley at all. You see no Henley. Or, Nor do you see a creature big enough to make a hole as big as you're standing in. Yeah. The hole that you're standing in is about 8 to 10 feet wide. And it's a new and one. Tall. This one is not. When no, you guys the one were that we came down. The one you came down, it was, yes. And that's the one that's the bigger one. Uh, it's about roughly the same size. Just as you were climbing down, it was oh, somewhat okay. collapsing. And it tunneled into an, 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 existing, an one. existing one. Correct. Thank you. These other holes are as big as the ones that it could have made as well. Correct. I don't know. I don't know a Henley in here. I mean, there's some sacks in the corner, and a dirty little bug eating them. But I don't know if uh, she in here or she might be in another hole. They're they're smart of these. Um. Dang. I don't like beetles. I mean, the dick as much as you don't pretty. like potatoes. Debatable. <laughs> I obviously was stumbling the whole way down as we were coming down. Did you guys see any other like branches off from this tunnel that might lead us around to maybe a different one where we could get a closer, different perspective? Yeah, there's no other tunnels that split it, off. It's just this one straight down. Correct. Dope. There doesn't seem to be one that's more like recently tracked with like maybe water? No. So you guys traveled down so far that the water stopped trickling down because mm-hmm. it was more at the beginning where water was flowing down. Where where you're at, it's still soft dirt, but it's not wet anymore. Okay. Could I possibly like track or see, have look for clues on where the big beetle might have gone? Mm. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a survival check. Because it did just come down, so there could be evidence of a big creature like that crawling, kind of freshly moved dirt. That's a modded 20. Okay. You're able to kind of glance around the tunnel that you're at, and you do see that it has been recently, like dirt has been moved. A big creature has gone through. Kind of had, kind of like those um, call like, Legs, like bug legs, had punctured the ground and moving and probably sliding as well. Mm. So there is evidence that a big, something big went through. Can we, can I, not that I'm a tracker or anything, but if I want to, can I look down and if I decide to, and jump down to see if I can follow any sort of path that I may have taken? Because obviously we're not doing any good just standing here being dumbstruck. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have to move eventually. Yes, I'll need you to make a dexterity. Of course. Or unless you want to use strength to try and climb down. 
or a dexterity check to see how well you drop. Because 30 feet is pretty high to just fall from. This is my better one. That's a 23. Okay. You're able to crawl over the edge and slowly make your way down. Hey, Boudreaux. <laughs> is there a rock or anything nearby that I could tie a rope to? Yeah, don't. Let me see. Yeah, there's a rock there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Here, hand me rope. Okay, so I'm going to give her my rope. That way we have, you know, because she's already gone overboard, um, have a way out. Good good plan. And it's a it's a 50, 50 foot rope, I think I said. So, yeah, so it's plenty long. Yeah. And then I'm going to, so I'm going to tie that off, and I'm just going to very quietly and carefully just. Okay. Roll me a slide of hand check to see how well you tie this off. Uh, 12. Okay. As far as you know, it's pretty snug and secure. Great. Okay, so I'm going, you coming, Boudreaux? You're going to stay up here. Oh, no, I'm coming. Okay. And we, we need to hurry. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Okay. So, Garatha, yep. you are climbing down, and you get down a lot, lot sooner than they do, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, as you land... You notice that a lot of the bugs are kind of still moving around. Um, what exactly are you ready to do? Have any of them noticed me? Not yet? Not yet. Okay. I'm still kind of looking for any sort of path that we could maybe differentiate from that was dragging anything or that we were seeing. I, we won't probably be able to see it too far out just because the other bugs i'm sure have scurried across it but that's kind of what i'm looking for right now i'm looking for a direction so that way we can go that way instead of just trying going blindly and have to fight all of the bugs right. okay go ahead and roll me a survival check and you're down there checking the ground trying to look for the similar you saw boudreaux looking around at some of the prints and so you're trying to find similar deep um Pincer prints. From the heavier beetle, a deeper print. Right. It's a non-natural 20. Okay. You are able to find more fresh, um, where, you know, how when dirt dries, it turns like kind of a lighter brown, Mm -hmm. almost gray. Well, these ones are dark, darker. So you can tell that a a bigger bug has moved, and it seems to be moving in the direction of the sacks. Of the sacks and not up where we saw the other one scurry up to. Correct. So I'm going to signal to Boudreaux because he's the one that can see and kind of point to it, to point it out to him and point towards the sacks like it's following that way because I don't want to verbalize a whole lot because I don't want these things to like be tipped off that I'm here mm-hmm. as much as I can. Roscoe, you're about halfway down. Just to make it easier, let's roll initiative. <laughs> Intense initiative music. <laughs> Non-natural 20. Oh. 19? Me too. Who has the higher dex? Probably Boudreaux. I have uh, plus three. Yep. Boudreaux. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Roscoe. You get down to the bottom. Great. Boudreaux. Were you climbing down at the same time as him, or were you going to wait until he got to the bottom? 
Are yeah, you, are, after are, him. Yeah. Are you right behind me, or are you waiting for me to, like, three tugs on the rope? Yeah, tug on the rope, I think. Okay. Just wanted to see if you were climbing down at the same time. <sighs> oh, no. Boudreaux's <laughs> too fat for that. Okay, so you all three get down. Doesn't seem like the bugs have noticed you as of yet. What would you like to do? Sing hallelujah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. uh, I want to follow the path that I'm on. Did Boudreaux notice what I was pointing to? I'm pointing uh, up. Yes, and I stick a hand on Roscoe's back, and I'm going to lead him. I would like to pull out my crossbow as well. Okay. And have it readied if I can. Yep, go ahead. You got it readied. Okay. Roscoe. Roscoe. What? I'm going to follow the track. Great. <laughs> I'm just checking in with the boss. I can't see anything, so go for it. I caress your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a creep. You got it. I just don't. I don't do that. I was just joking. Maybe it's just something that you do. like because you're super nervous. Who just starts making noise? <laughs> Roscoe, you got a bug on your ear. Uh, oh right. my gosh! Smack. <laughs> so I'm gonna start following that then, and I'm gonna pull out my great axe at the same time. Okay. Are you sneaking at all? Yes. Okay. Everybody roll me a stealth. It's a 19. Boudreaux? 11. I got a solid 9. Solid 9. Okay. Classic for the one who can't see. Well, you know. I am pushing him probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Let's just go move faster. You guys get about 20 feet. Things still don't seem to be noticing you. And as you guys continue forward, you start hearing... A Kind of a, from behind you, a loud. <laughs> Boudreaux, you see, turn around, and you see that one of the insectoids is right behind you. Does it look like it's like coming? Oh, it's coming it? after you. Oh, okay, yes. shoot it. <laughs> and with all its noise, all the other ones are starting to take notice of you as well. Okay. Roscoe. That means I can see it, right? Since I'm like five feet? Not in pitch black. There is no light in I here. literally can't do anything. Don't you have a torch? Well, no. yes, but if we're trying to sneak. <laughs> I think the sneaking is up. It's making enough noise. You can probably... hear the creature really loud. So if you want to try and do something, I'll let you. But it's going to be at disadvantage because you can't see. I'm going to use my, my um, polearm mastery bonus attack since okay. it's moved into proximity. Blind. And I'm going to just blindly swing the butt end of my glaive at it for some damage. Okay. Roll at disadvantage. Seven. Okay. Your swing goes wild and doesn't hit anything. Boudreaux, this creature comes up right behind you, and you can shoot. But since it's so close, it's going to be a disadvantage. Mm. With a ranged weapon, because it's so close, it's disadvantaged. That makes sense. Oh, right there. Um, okay, yeah, I'm still going to shoot it, yeah. Okay. Let's see what she gets. That is what I readied, so. That's a nine. <laughs> that is a hit. Yes. Because it's a widow one. Uh, that's 11, then. 11 damage? That buggy is now dead. So now we silenced it. <laughs> but all the other ones are now coming after you. 
are they like cockroaches and they're just attracted to the blood and they don't come towards me but towards the other <laughs> way? No, the little one made enough noise coming after you like, ah, intruder. But of course it's like. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go up to the top of initiative. Roscoe, you're Kay. up. Uh, lighting a torch, action or bonus action? I would say it's an action because you have to pull out your torch and you have to strike something and light it. Okay. I'm going to light my torch. The closest bug to you guys right now is 10 feet. 10 feet. I'm going to light the torch, and I think so that I can both hand on the glaive, you know, use it proper. I'm going to stab that torch right into the ground so I can kind of see what's going on. Okay. But not have to be holding it. Okay. I'll let let you do that. I'll count that as your bonus action to stab it into the ground. Dope. Okay. So moving on to... I want to know what his reaction is when he sees all this, because he hasn't seen anything so far. So the torch gives you 20 feet of bright light, 20 feet of dim light. To you, you see directly towards the, the sacks, the fiber sacks, you see, see two bigger ones and some smaller ones. To your left, you see two smaller ones, and off in the distance, a bigger one. And to your right, you see some small ones and big ones as well about 20 feet away. The closest ones to you are two big ones. They're kind of medium size, bigger than you, obviously, Roscoe. Right. These ones are. The little ones are about your size. And you notice, like, once you put that staff in there, they all kind of hiss and back away. Intriguing. <laughs> I've got 10 feet right in front of me, right? Those are the medium guys. Right. And the ones to my left are 10 feet as well. Or those look like 15 feet. They're more 15 feet. Yeah, and everybody saw that. They saw that once you lit the thing, the ones closest to you kind of like, wow, what the heck was that like? Why fire? <laughs> <sighs> okay, great. I'm done. Okay, boo, I'd like to load my crossbow again. And the closest one to me, I guess. Preferably if I was to go in one that would be in the direction uh towards the uh the sacks i will stay in my post okay shoot one of the ones so that i can get there okay so it looks like there's one kind of more directly in front of roscoe that you can shoot so go ahead and take aim and fire Mm -hmm. 17 that is a hit six damage okay that seemed to do a lot of damage to it lila garatha I want to take my 10 feet, and I want to run up to the one that Boudreau just shot. See if I can get it out. So 24. That is a hit. 11. That one is dead. Um, and then with the rest of my movement, I want to move as much as I can towards the sacks. So you're able to move into a position where you're still keeping their distance, mm-hmm. so it won't prevent Right. Opportunity attack. You're about 20 feet away from the eggs now. Okay. Or the sacks. Right. Okay, going to the monsters. You get a bunch of them, a bunch of these little ones. And with this one, these ones are considered swarms, so there's going to be a bunch of them attacking you at the same time. Right. This swarm attacks you with a 21. It hits. And they only deal four damage as they crawl on you and start biting you. Then there's this big guy. He's going to come up. Actually, he's going to stay away from the flame. 
The majority of them are going to stay away, but they're going to kind of encircle the flame. 40 feet away. Well, let's go more 30 feet away from, from the flames, kind so of going after you. kind of in the dim light, pushing towards the light light. But yeah, they're, but they're, they're not, not willing going. to get closer. Right, and the majority of these will start doing that. However, there's a big one by Lila that's going to sneak around behind and attack. Nine? No. Okay, that <laughs> one misses. Miss. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead and jump back up to Roscoe. The big ones react to the fire the same way, correct? Correct. Okay. They seem to be a little more daring, but the little ones are staying on, more standoffish. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to light another torch. Okay. I'm going to move up, and I'm going to be sharing the space with Lila. So 20 feet. So that's right on the edge of the regular light and the dim light. And I'm going to plant another torch in the ground. But you lit it before you walked yes, over. Yes, I lit it before I walked over. Okay. And then I'm going to plant it in the ground right there. Okay, so you run up and you plant that torch behind her. All the ones around her start scurrying away, which could cause opportunity attack for either one of you. Absolutely. All opportunity That's the attack. I was waiting for. <laughs> the, uh, the big one, because those are my kind of my priority. Okay, you go after the big one. There's that swarm in... That it just attacked Garatha. Which one are you attacking, Garatha? Um, I'm going to be attacking the one to the left, the one kitty corner to the left, probably of me. So closer to the sacks, because I'm assuming that's going to try and scurry more towards the sacks, and I want to add my way. Okay. A 25 to hit. That is a hit. Uh, seven damage. Okay, you do a lot of damage on it, and it's not looking good. Garatha. I had a natural 20. Nice. Do you ever want me to roll damage for that? No. You're able to take <laughs> out this whole swarm. How do you finish them? Um, so there's a bunch of like little ones around me, right? Correct. So with my great axe, I want to do a big sweeping arc around me and just splatter them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They all splatter. Squish them like the little bugs they are. All the gross. <laughs> All the guts and stuff, they kind of splatter on Roscoe as well, because he's right there with you. Um, I'm going to then, <laughs> before I do anything, walk over and take my sleeve and start wiping it off his face. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Sounds good. I've heard bugs are pretty nutritious, though. Maybe not these ones. <laughs> Depends on what they've been eating. We'll find out. Boudreau. So you have a bug. You have a swarm of little ones. Two. I attack big ones. You want to attack big ones? Okay, there's one that Roscoe just attacked that's pretty much dead in front of you. And there's also one to your right and left. They're about 10 to 15 feet away from you, all three of them. I'm just looking to clear my path towards the sacks. So whatever's in my way, preferably a big bug, I'm going to hit it. Okay, so head to the, you're heading to the one Roscoe attacked then. Natty 20. Oh, how do you kill it? So I hadn't quite loaded my uh, crossbow yet. Okay. And I like jump on it and I stab it in the head with my arrow. Oh, with the bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like it. And it crumples underneath you. Like, and hey, then I lick it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, roll. It's both, both that does right sound there. like a thing Roll a constitution. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. dang it. I was really it. hoping. <laughs> you were hoping? I hope I get poisoned. I like gas a little. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Maybe it's just something that he can add to his store for his uh, poison spray. Kind of ingredients. Maybe that's why he's just checking out. 
If you want to lick it, you can <laughs> lick it. But I will have you roll a, a yeah, constitution Boudreaux saving throw. Yeah, Boudreaux licks it for sure. Go Show ahead. dominance. <laughs> I got a straight 13. Is he an um, As a dwarf, you get advantage on poison. <gasps> you do. It is poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? So you roll again, roll again for your advantage. 16? Nothing happens to you, but you do get that because you're familiar with poisons and stuff. You're just like, hmm, that's very minute, but you can tell there is some kind of poison in there. <laughs> kind of very acidic taste to it. <laughs> Doesn't taste very well, though. His mother's milk to him, what you're talking about. The bugs are still being very hesitant. They're not swarming you because of the light. Mm-hmm. They're not liking it. Okay, Lila, you are now up. I'm going to head towards the sacks. I don't want to promote an opportunity attack, though. So as close as I can get, probably just, what, 5, 10 feet? So you can get right next to one. It's only You only prevent uh, provoke opportunity attack when you pass one. Right, I just don't want to So you can be right next them. to it? Okay, yeah, you can go right next to the eggs if you want. Yeah, let's do that. And then... What do they look like? What what do they, now that I'm closer, can mm-hmm. I see more of what they look like? So they are very fiber like, mm-hmm. a lot like a spider web, but they seem more like kind of a Kevlar look to okay. it. I'm gonna try and so, cut one. Can I cut one open? Yeah, how are you gonna cut it? And are, so you have three around you. You got one on your left, one in front of you, and one to your right. Okay. Which one would you like? So all right. They all seem the same kind of color, except the one to Darker. your left, correct, like a dark black, but one to your left seems a little more shiny than the rest of them. Like newer, shinier? Mm-hmm. Kind of looks a little damp still. Gross. Just the one that's directly in front of me, I'm going to smash it open. I'll okay. see what is in there. Go ahead and roll me an attack. And make it advantage. So that's a natural 20. Again. Yeah. Okay, you smash into this thing, and you see a body of another human just kind of crumple. You cut it in half, Gross. and it crumples down to the side. And it doesn't look like anybody I know, right? You do not. It does not look familiar. Is it like oozy and gross? It's oozy. It's, it's, it's oozing uh, kind of a greenish-yellow liquid. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm trying, like, trying not to gag over here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey guys, these are full of bodies over here. That message is relayed. Now it's the buggy's turn again. And this next swarm is going to go after Garotha because they're out of here in the dim light, so they're a little more brave. So you got this swarm. Hit me. Nine. <laughs> nope. Dang it. The dice gods are with us tonight. Then there's a bigger one that's going to come around and attack you as well. Okay. 17. That hits. And that's only five damage. Roll me a constitution saving throw as well. 23. Okay. So you only take half damage, and you get one poison damage. But you're not poisoned. Everybody else is kind of staying away. All the other bugs staying away. Roscoe, back up to you. I'm going to light another torch, and then I'm going to march right on up to Lila prompting, I'm guessing, an opportunity attack from the bugs as they scatter from said fire, correct? And Garotha can get one as well. 
I'm going after the big guy. Why? Because he's close to me. Yeah, but I want to kill Ben. <laughs> I'm keeping track. Keeping score, guys. Are you keeping score in Henley's journal? <laughs> Garoth is literally keeping a mental track of everybody, everything everybody kills. Okay, Roscoe. 15. That is a hit. 12 damage. How do you kill this thing? It's bigger than me, right? Because it's one of the medium guys? Correct. It's about five feet. About five feet. Mm -hmm. Dope. I'm going to swing my glaive, chop off one of its legs. Okay. So it kind of falls, you know, more close and into range to me. And then take my glaive and just jab it straight through the face. You chop off its leg, it kind of stumbles forward. And as it stumbles forward, you use that, you kind of do a slash spin. And as it falls forward, you just jab it right in the face. And it shrieks a little bit and then falls still. Lila, what was your opportunity attack? Uh, I got a 17. Okay, that's a hit. Nine damage. Okay, you're able to, how do you finish this? So I'm going to do the big sweeping motion again, but I'm not going to wipe his face off this time because <laughs> you only get once from me. After they're dead, uh, I want to take the edge of my blade and wipe it off on my leather skirt that I have. To clean it off. Okay. I kind of imagine this moment that just happened. So Roscoe just did his cool little cut the leg, spin around, stab the beast, stab the insect, falls down, pulls it out, and he's like, yeah, I did it. And then suddenly just a bunch of guts go <laughs> right on the side of his face. Yep. <laughs> Looks over, and there's Garotha kind of cleaning the edge of her axe. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that image. Booger's tongue um, is I'm going to look over him and say... Uh, while wiping it off. Thanks for the torch. Okay, <laughs> Boudreaux, uh, you got a nice little lit path as you're going. All the other bugs, they're kind of following around the edges, but they're not coming near you as long as you stay close to the, to the light. And when I was looking into this cavern, I noticed the color differences of the eggs. Correct. And now that you're closer and now that there's light there, there's definitely a big color dis a difference. Right where Garotha and Roscoe are, there's one that's almost black, and it seems still silky, still shiny. And then as it goes, so that's the left part, as it goes around to the right, other sacks to the right of it, they seem to get lighter. And especially the one that was broken open, and it kind of had a greenish uh, gray to it, but now that it's open, it's yellowish, greenish stuff inside. All liquefied. There's no hard substances in there. It looks very like when Jello starts to like you freeze Jello or put the Jello in the fridge. It sets up and then you leave it out. Yeah, it gets kind of more watery, watery, liquidy. Goopy. That's kind of what's what it looks like. So with then that there's other ones that are just completely dried husks, pretty much. And so with the, that knowledge, the brighter ones are probably the older ones that are ready for eating. You could come to that conclusion, yes. So then I'm going to go to the darkest egg. Okay. Because I've seen that she cut one open. Correct. And so I could assume with my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So then I'm going to go to yeah, that Yeah, there's one. that body cut in half. And as you look at it, it's, the liquid inside is not as yellow. It's a very dark green. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to the darkest one. And I, I don't have a knife 
or anything like that. So the only thing I have is my bolt. So I guess I will use that to start cutting away. Okay. Please, 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 please. So as you're cutting away, because the other bugs, they're not, can't really get close because of the light. So you're able to get cutting. I'm sure the other, the other two, are you helping kind of cut this thing open? Yes. Okay. You cut this thing open and out falls a body onto the ground. And you notice that it's Henley. She's covered in like dark, dark green slime and she lays motionless. Takes a deep breath. Oh, Kundas, please, please let me do this. And he closes his eyes and he's going to try to heal her, revive her, anything. Okay. So you're just praying. You're just like, please don't let this be. You've already lost so many people. You're all, you're already, you just met these people. They're kind of becoming your family. You do not want to lose these, this one too. So you lay your hands upon Henley's body and the world seems to just disappear. The sound of the screeching insects, Lila, Lila and Garatha and Roscoe, their voices disappear. And you begin to hear and kind of see familiar memories. You sit on the side of your mother's bed. You remember this memory as one of the last times you ever talked to your mother. She's on her deathbed. She's holding your hand and she's pleading with you. Son, you must run. It's not safe here. <coughs> you must leave. Then you're running through the city. You run out and you just get kind of a montage of the different things you had to deal with. The cold, the hunger, the exhaustion as you just ran as far as away as you could. Then you get memories of your life being rescued by a lizard folk, a female lizard folk that you recognize as Mama Frizz. You go through a little montage of your life there with the lizard folk in the swamp. Then you hear noises of clashing and fighting and yelling. You hear and feel Mama Liz next to you. You can't hear anything right now. All she, you see her hand something to you and you just take off and you hide. As the vision begins to fade, you hear Mama Frizz speaking. I bless you with the power of Kundas. I grant you this cord of his blessed water. Now, my son, hide. Find us. Save us. Okay. You see Lila and Roscoe. You see Boudreaux. You can kind of hear the mumbling of Please, Kundas, please, Kundas, help me, Kundas. And he lays his hands on Henley, and pretty much he goes stone-faced. And you hear nothing, and you see nothing. But he seems very intent. His eyes are closed, and his vision and everything is just intently on Henley. You still got the bugs screeching and making noise noises around you. Around that time, you guys start feeling a rumble. 
and hearing something coming through one of the holes just right above Boudreaux, you see this very large creature. Looks like the little ones, but it's bigger. This thing stands about 10 feet tall. It has about six legs that stand behind it. Then it kind of arches up and it has two primanus-like arms. And it has two kind of mandible claws like a beetle. And it just stares at you guys and doesn't seem to be too affected by the light. Roscoe, we'll start with you. At this point, Roscoe's kind of freaking out, right? He, he, okay. he's, you know, obviously bugs, body been cut in half, you know, poisons, gooey stuff. Um, and he, he, he's not quite sure what to do. So in, in panic mode, something in, is just telling him, he's like, yeah, get the bow, get the bow, get the bow. So I'm going to turn to um, Garatha here. And I need some time. I need you to distract, hold off, do whatever barbarians do, and give me give me a few minutes, a couple minutes. And I'm going to start fiddling with the broken bow that I picked up. Just to clarify, what are you doing with the with the bow? Um, I'm I'm attempting to to make it work for a turn or two. I've got my two daggers. So basically, I'm going to tie the hilts of the daggers together with some leather off of my glaive from one of the handles off my glaive. Okay. Tie it together and then take the two ends of the bows because it's split pretty well in half. Yeah. And, and just shove them on the on the points. Okay. So that it, it's, I mean, obviously it's not going to be a, a, a usable bow for real often, but, you know, one or two shots or something just to, because that's just... Roscoe's being told to do it. He's no idea. He's like, eh, he's like panicking. And this is intuition is telling him to do it. So this is where he's going. Okay. Um, I will say that it'll be probably take you about two turns to do that. As okay. long as you, you know, don't, don't get hit or distracted. Right. If you get two turns solid by yourself, you'll be able to do that. Cool. And we'll see how sturdy it is. With that being said, are you sharing the same space as me still, or are you gonna like I mean, back I'm, up I'm at all? Probably. I mean, I'm right right, right up next to the sexes. It is, so I'm probably next to you. But you're gonna stay behind me still. You're yeah. Yourself yeah. Originally yeah. I'm busy. Me. Yeah, I'm busy. Okay. Roscoe, you sit down, pull out the two halves of the bow. You pull out those knives, trying to make notches, seeing how you're gonna do this, and you start getting a, a thought. And you're starting to put it together. Boudreaux, you're still focused. That whole vision thing is pretty much encompassing this whole time. Lila. I'm going to take a second and look around me and see that from my perspective, Boudreaux is useless um, right now in battle because he's not mentally there. He's trying to do whatever he needs to do for Henley. He's preoccupied. And Garatha has decided that she needs to take a backseat on this one and is internally yelling at Lila that she needs to take this one. That's going to cause Lila to come forward and she's going to rage. And this is the first natural rage that Lila has actually ever taken. It's always been Garatha. Class feet. Class feet. <laughs> it's a bonus action to go into my rage and my rage can last up to one minute. However, if I do not attack something on my turn, my rage ends. If I'm knocked unconscious, my rage ends. Um, 
It also counts if you get damaged, then your rage continues as well. Yes. And you're charging this. Absolutely. Full on with my great axe because I still got it out. She hefts it just a little bit because she's not, she's like, all right, we got this. Kind of boosting herself up. That's another natural 20. <laughs> That's a 19 damage. You run up and you're just, Lila's full in control. She's going at it. Garatha's, you know, guiding her. Hold your hand here. Hold your hand there on the battle axe. And you swing hard in this location. Lila's listening intently. That At the rage. same time, also telling her to internally shut up. Right. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. I got this, I got this, I got this. And you do a big blow on it. But it, and it screams out in pain. And it doesn't look very happy. <laughs> As it um, stares down at let you. Let me hear you roar. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, I'm going to try and move or stay as in direct, as directly as I can in front of my two party members, or I guess my three party members. So that way it focuses on me more than anything else. Okay. So just staying in between the monster and them. Right. Keeping, keeping that thing busy. Yep. Perfect. Okay, all the other bugs are kind of staying away because the monster's in the light. That monster <laughs> looks down at you and is like, mm-mm. Excuse <laughs> me? You come at me in my house? <laughs> Scaring my kids? <laughs> Squishing my kids? Squishing? The it only rages. one that squishes <laughs> my children is me. <laughs> <laughs> And you see its claws, its mouth kind of open up, mm -hmm. and you see this kind of this kind of dark green liquid just spew out towards you. Gross. And I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. That's a crit fail. <laughs> okay. Oh no. So much for my distraction. Well, I'm trying, okay? <laughs> oh no, she distracted it. <laughs> That's a 13. Uh, sweetie, how much more you need a distraction? Because, ow. <laughs> We're almost there. All the other bugs are staying back. They're trying to get in, trying to find ways to scurry past the, the light. Mm -hmm. They're just not finding a way. Roscoe. You're just whittling. You're just working. Yep. Going to town. Going to town on it. Boudreaux, you're staying focused. Lila, it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to reckless attack on this one. Ooh. Tell us what reckless attack means. So it gives me... Class time. Class feet time. It gives me uh, advantage to my melee weapon attacks using my strength during the turn, but uh, attack rolls against me also have advantage until my next turn. Okay. That's a 15. That's a hit. Dope. So that's a 10. It's it still seems to be going strong. <sighs> it is a little weaker. Of course, you've done a lot of damage to it. And now it's its turn. And it's going to go down and try and bite you with advantage. With advantage. Mm -hmm. Hoping I kill it. 17? Yes. Okay. I also need you. So it does... Slashing damage, so you do get a little resistance to that. Okay. And resistance means they half the normal damage done. Correct. 
I also need you to make a strength saving throw. That's an 11. Okay, so you take three damage. I'm sorry, that's a 13. You take three damage? Three damage, yeah. It comes down and tries to bite you. It <gasps> does, but you're able to sit there and hold its jaws open because you're raging. Can I say, not today, foul beast? You sure can. <laughs> I want to say not today, oh, no. Satan, but not I can't. Not today, <laughs> foul beast. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to talking in battle and stuff, as long as you keep it short, I'm more than, go ahead and That's talk. That's my reaction. Like, I'm like, suck it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of talking, unless you're going to be give a full-on conversation, oh, no. then it takes your turn, but minus, you better hurry up. But, Free action. Yeah. Cool. You don't have to worry about that. Roscoe. You get this thing tight. You pull on the string a little bit. You're not sure how many, if any, shots get off with this thing. You start to feel this power within you. Do you want to explain what you're doing? As Roscoe, Roscoe's not 100% sure what's happening. He's just got, he's got this, this burning inside, and he's like, turn to the bow, put it together, rolled with it. What, what's actually happening, though, is it's triggering a magical feature that is going with the class that I'm rolling with. Roscoe's going to uh, pull out an arrow. He's going to line that bad boy up using the, those beautiful dagger handles that he wrapped together, and he's going to aim straight for the jaw the mouth that Lila's got hold open. And I'm pull that string back hardcore and let it go. And as you pull the string back, you kind of feel this energy just build up inside your chest. And as the string gets pulled back, you feel that kind of tingling, almost like when your leg falls asleep, you feel that kind of tingling goes from your chest down both your arms as you pull this string back. You release the arrow, and as you release the arrow, the bow falls apart. But the arrow stays true. The arrow leaves this kind of, the arrow is glowing with like this fiery orange color. And it kind of leaves a trail of orange behind it. It slams into this beast right where you said it was going to hit, right in its maw. And suddenly, it, it disappears. Lila, you were kind of holding it open, and it disappears, and your kind of arms kind of... I flail a little bit. Flail a little bit, because it's gone. Roscoe, you don't know what just happened. However, you do get this sense of, like, we don't have much time. Okay, Lila. I'm going to turn around and say, what the heck was that? Uh, I have no idea, but we got to get going. So I'm going to go over and I'm going to see kind of where Boudreaux's at and see um, what's going on with him. If he's still stone-faced, I'm assuming that he's still really concentrating in what needs to happen there yeah do you shake him nothing nothing okay well my rage is basically effectively going to end because i have nothing to willingly attack and i'm not just going to run out and attack whatever just to keep my rage going <laughs> so um because i'm hurt pretty bad i'm going to take that pretty little pink health potion that boudreaux wanted to steal from me <laughs> that he didn't steal from me and this is why and i'm going to take that and chug it and you're going to use your action or bonus action to i'm going to use my action to do that Okay. 
and tell Karata in my head that I'm going to say, I did pretty good there, hun, hun. I give the players a choice whether to take a potion, a health potion, as their action or bonus action. General rules, it takes an action to take a potion. For me, for health potions, if they want to sacrifice their action to do it, they get full health from the health potion. If they want to use their bonus action, they roll 2d4 plus 2. So they roll 2d4s and then add 2 to it. Generally, that's how health potions work. But in my, I think if you're willing to sacrifice an action to do it, they get full health from it. That's, that's kind of my, one of my house rules. And I like it. Okay. Me too. <laughs> okay, so you're able to get back that health for you. Yeah, I just want to clarify, make sure I understand. It's not max your max health, but the max health that the potion can provide, correct? Correct. So for like that one, it would be 10 health. Correct. Yeah. 2d4 plus 2, it would be 10 if you, if you maxed it out. So if you used your action, plus 10. Or if you used your bonus action, you would have to roll the 2d4. Roll and potentially get the 10 or potentially yeah. get 4. Good, good clarification question. Okay, Boudreaux, you're still focused. You're still in a trance. Roscoe, you feel this creature is getting close. You don't know how, but you feel it's about to reappear. Mm-hmm. You want to do anything? I'm going to pick up my glaive, and I'll look over at, at Lila and be like, it's coming back soon. Be ready. Just as fast as it disappeared, this monster reappears, and it seems very agitated. Um, so you guys are standing by Boudreaux now, right? Mm-hmm. You guys didn't move away from him? Um, I probably, when he said that it's coming back, <laughs> I probably would have walked a little farther away, um, not too far, and just kind of planted myself in front of them again. Okay, right in between there. Yep. Roscoe, you staying back with Boudreaux? Honestly, I'll probably do the same thing because, you know, we've got to give Boudreaux as much time as possible, and I know... That it's coming back and it would be safe to assume that it would come back to the same spot. So, which is a safe assumption. Yeah. And if he's non-responsive, he's not moving, I shook him and nothing's happening, then I'm not leaving somebody else to fend for themselves, especially if they're not capable of defending themselves. Fair enough. The creature appears just as fast as it disappeared right in front of you guys and it seems very agitated a little confused roscoe it is now your turn what do you do <laughs> gonna try and poke it <laughs> poke it with a stick stabity stabity 16 that hits 10 damage okay and then I'm going to use my, my polearm masteries. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. That is a hit as well. One, two, punch. Falcon punch. <laughs> Bob kick. Um, and that's going to be one damage is all. Well. hi Lila. So, 
at this thing and I'm gonna look at uh, Roscoe and I'm gonna be like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm gonna rage again. <laughs> That's a 22 to hit. That is a hit. 16 damage. Nice. Okay, this thing is starting to not look very good. Since uh, Lila's been doing the most damage, it's gonna go after it. You're in it. Her? Uh, I am in it. I'm uh, two people. Natural 20. Yep, that definitely hits. Okay. Good thing it was the barbarian. It's gonna take <laughs> one of its uh, praying mantis arm-like things and swipe at you. You take 10 damage. Thing that took that function. And it's going to take its other arm. Ah. <laughs> 18. 18 hits. That is seven more damage. Or three because you're resisting. Okay, Roscoe. Hey, let's do it again. Okay, go for it. Same old shebang. Plus one. Uh, 14. That matches. So you roll a d20, and I roll a d20, and let's see who wins the tie. Dice off. I rolled a 20. I also rolled a 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. Roll it again. I rolled an 18. 19. Nice. Okay. Suck it. Oh, no. So he wins the tiebreaker, so your attack is successful. Okay. So we got uh, <laughs> the D10 plus four, 10 damage. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to bonus action for the second attack. Okay. 14. Okay. That was a, was a match. That's a match. Another dice of one. Okay. So you miss. Okay. That, doesn't count, that doesn't count as a natural one. It doesn't, yeah. On, oh, okay. Because okay, it's okay. just a roll off. It's just a, yeah. That's on dice offs, lucky doesn't count. Okay. And then I'm going to action surge Ooh. for another attack. Okay. It's 21 to hit. That's a hit. Where was this in the null fight? You're at uh, right. <laughs> he was getting really uh, low. Eight. Balls. Eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. See. We were all rolling very poorly. It's just rolls. this new spark of energy that's shown up. I'm like, let's go, dude. This is life and death. We're ready. <laughs> okay, Lila. Um. So Lila's getting a little upset that he just damn like dealt so much damage because. Mm -hmm. She's liking this fact that she's kind of coming and between her and Garatha kind of wiped out, wiped the floor with a lot of these things. Gotcha. And so she's not happy that he's trying to steal her thunder over here. Not that she's going to attack him or anything, but she's going to try even harder to basically continue her rage. Nice. That's a nine. Okay, that's a miss. That's a miss. So I'm basically, the way that I see that is I'm so upset that he just dealt so much damage. I'm just not even seeing anything, and I just swing. And I miss. Okay. So this monster is not very happy. You just invaded its home. You killed some of its kids, all its little buggies, destroying some of its food. And it's going to use 
and it's just going to start swinging itself around. It's six backs legs. It's just going to swing its hips around and just kind of do stomping. As it does that, it knocks Roscoe. You just go flying to the side, dazing you, flying against the against the wall. Any damage? You're not. Yeah. You take about six damage as it just knocks you against the wall. Lila, it kind of stomps you underneath its feet a little bit. You're ta- you take... Got a half it. <laughs> you take eight more damage. Okay. And things are looking bleak. It's still screaming. It's yelling. Fenrir, what would you like to do? You were playing us this whole time. Is it it Fen here? (laughs) (laughs) Fen here. So this whole time, Fenny has been on at the top of the hole where you guys originally jumped down. And he has been watching all of this happen, taking notes of this wonderful story. I'm so upset about this. He didn't even come and help. (laughs) (laughs) And as he jumps down, spell time. Spell time! (laughs) He casts mirror image. Three (gasps) illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. And when I am attacked, I have to roll a d20 to see if the attack will attack me or one of my duplicates. All righty. So you just, you jump down out of this hole. These three other fin here's are now here. <laughs> what are you doing with them? Where are you going? Um, so I see this creature start to, like I just see Roscoe go against the wall. I just see, you know, Lila also kind of, you know, be taken aback by this creature. And as I come down with these duplicates, I... And you do have all these other little bugs oh, kind of standing yeah. in your way. So I'm going to take my 35 feet of movement and, tr- and go to the nearest torch. Okay. We're going to say two, try and hit you. Okay. What's your AC? Uh, AC is 14. Yeah, they both miss. So you're able to maneuver around these creatures, and you're about halfway to the creature, to the big mama. Okay. Okay. Roscoe, you're kind of dazed. You're shaking the cobwebs off. What do you do? Um, So how far am I now from the demon beast? You're about 15 feet away. Dope. I'm going to get up. I'm going to shake it off, be a little upset, and just run back in him. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) 21 to hit. That's a hit. Mm, Eight damage. Okay. Then I'm going to use my bonus attack. 21 to hit. That's a hit. Two damage. Two baby damage. 
Okay, you get some good hits on this thing. It's still not looking good. Lila. I took quite a beating in this last round, and I feel, especially because I'm underneath of the bigger creature, that I am going to be having an internal argument with myself with what actually needs to happen. Because Garoth is all about just bashing its brains in and being done, and Lila is just... She's almost scared at this point. She's just like of the monster now and of herself and stuff like that. So she's going to stay right where she's at. Okay. Fair enough. Fenrir, there's four of you charging in. What are you doing? I'm just going to take out my crossbow and shoot the um, big praying mantis beetle looking thing. Does a 23 hit. That is a hit. Uh, 10 damage. It is looking weary. Okay, it is now the bug's turn. The bug didn't really like. Turn looks over and sees four more intruders. And it's going to come charging after you. Giving you two opportunity attack lila and roscoe absolutely we'll do roscoe first 15 yeah it's a hit Ooh, 12 damage okay Ooh, getting close so lila okay. you see that fender's back and you see this monster going after him you kind of get this very protective feeling in your in in your soul mm -hmm. and it's uh, your rage just intensifies and gets a you sense that you can do something else what are you doing because i'm two different people and we've mostly focused on kind of more of what garatha is and garatha teaching that with the gnomes, they don't actually, if they're good at something innately, they don't really realize it until just, they're just on the cusp of adulthood, which is where Lila's at right now. I'm going to use a feat that I have, and it's something that I have no idea about. It's just coming out because I see, I know that Boudreaux's not where he needs to be and where he needs Henley to be. I just saw my friend thrown across the room and still come back and take damage and I froze and I'm mad at myself that I froze and then I see Fenny over here and I'm like, not today. Mm -hmm. And so because I am so upset, I just, something just kind of breaks in me and have these shadowy dark tentacles kind of lash out around me. Um, and all this rage is at this point focused on this creature that's right above me. So, or right in front of me, I guess. Um, and so I'm going to attack it with that. Not only my normal attack, but I also feel like I want to lash these ten these dark tendrils that I see around me, that I have building around me, at this creature as well. Lila, mm -hmm. you've, those tentacles are coming out. You're charging after this monster. The tentacles latch on, and you swing up with your axe at the same time. How do you kill this thing? 
Um, well, I'm definitely like war crying at this point. And I'm just gonna go straight up the middle and through it. So I wanna go basically from the middle of its mouth and just run myself straight through the middle of it. You run right underneath it with your ax full swing and you're just gutting this thing all the way across and you kind of slide in a kneeling pose with your ax mm. in hand and the creature just just tumbles over. At the end of that, can I just have it like like it's blood like dripping from me somewhere or like and be like be out of breath and be like hi funny nice for you to show up this time. <laughs> Ooh. That happens. <laughs> I'm just going to wave <laughs> and smile. You see a whole bunch of fennies. Poor fennies. Okay. The battle is over. All the little ones, they're panicking. They're scurrying. They're trying to escape. Um, if you guys wish to just finish them off, it's pretty simple to finish them off if that's what you want to do. Yes. So you guys finish them off. You guys gather around. Boudreau. Boudreau is still focused on this. After quite a while, Boudreau snaps awake. And he's, Boudreau, you're just focused on just hoping that something happened. You got kind of tears starting to stream down because you just kind of relived your whole moment, your whole life through that vision. And everybody's just waiting, looking at Henley. And that's where we're going to start next time. Ah! <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. And it's probably going to be a longer one for you guys. So you're welcome. Um, just to explain a little bit what, why there was a little less rolling and stuff like that is the players have leveled up. And so I kind of like giving them opportunities to express the new abilities that they get and kind of making it a cool moment when people level up instead of just... Oh, yay, I leveled up, and I got the school ability. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Shout out to DA Nichols for writing our music. We got more music coming your way, so just wait. Reach out to us on our social medias. You can find them in our show notes. Thanks for listening, guys. I am DM Dave, and to the left, to my right, we have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Lila and Garatha. Woodrow. Thanks for listening, guys, and until we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye!